Welcome back to a, however, short-lived version of last night, this morning. It is now 1.10 in the afternoon. The only show in MOB Preu Radio's network that does not tell you why something happened or how something happened to the degree of speculation, simply that it happened. That is a strange tagline, but I'm not going to go down a, why do I keep speaking like I have some sort of British accent? Watch too much soccer, y'all. Uh, I'm not gonna go down the rabbit hole of why have Philadelphia won 15 out of 17 games they've played since the All Star break, while the Braves and Nationals, both dominant in the first part of the season, have somehow managed to go a combined six for 28 post All Star game. Because I don't fucking have the answers to that. And if I ever pretended like I knew what I was doing in this league, my sincere apologies, because that is clearly a falsehood. What I plan to do. It's just go through the games, tell you who won, how they won. No speculation on managerial tactics or other things like that. Just good old-fashioned content about who won and why. No, how they won, not the why. Let's start with those Phillies. We talked about the winning streak they're on. We talked about the red-hot performances. Oh, sweet. Appreciate the awesome box score there, MLB Pro. OOTP. Let's go somewhere else for this. Where do I get the real-time sim? Uh, am I going to have to bounce back and forth? <sighs> Fuck a duck. Yep, sure am. All right, let's go this way instead. The Phillies at 63-51 and 51 following last night's victory. Top the Marlins, who sit at 43-72. and 72. A 3-0 victory behind a dominating performance by a fella who I'm not familiar with by the name of Hans Kraus. Hans Kraus, in case you are not familiar with him, as uh, many of you probably aren't, is a rookie pitcher who has split his time between the relief role and a starting role for the Phillies this year. He has made nine starts, and this start was a beauty. Seven innings, two hits, two walks, five strikeouts, 91 pitches to get through seven innings for being relieved by Kevin Flemmer, who has been awesome this year, and John O'Day, who earned his 26th save of the year despite voting an almost three ERA, which is high for the National League. He defeated Richard White. Uh, we have five runs, three runs, excuse me, over five innings, also throwing 91 pitches. That is eerily similar. White will fall to 5-11. and 11. Three hits were all the Marlins could muster as Gary Hardy. Gary Hardy? Yep, nailed it. Gary Hardy. Oh, damn it. Andy Ruffin and Ken Johnson. I have no idea who is on this team anymore outside of Travis Swaggerty because he's got one of the best names in league history. And my boy Ronald Acuna, who does not seem to have played today. Uh, regardless, the Marlins were absolutely flaccid throughout the evening. The Phillies, on the other hand, were able to drive in runs from Anthony Hale and Luis Urias. All they would need were two, although they got three, one of them unearned, and the Phillies would go on to earn themselves a victory. We're going to go in reverse order, I guess, here, because this this is all screwy. Let's go, uh, let's stay, uh, let's go American League. Let's go to Detroit and the Guardians where you will have the 64 and 52 Tigers falling to the 40 and 75 Cleveland Guardians. Not something we have said very often this year as the Tigers have been a spectacular team. Uh, this is the first game in a three game set. They will drop here and you will have Andy Suarez. Ooh, hope that was right. Nope. Albert Suarez falling to 10 and four going six innings, 11 hits, four walks, which is unusual for him taking his fourth loss of the year. He falls to 10 and four. Dylan Bundy gets his sixth win going six innings, two runs, six strikeouts, only like six base runners, a lot of sixes in there. Watch out for Dylan Bundy. That can't be Carter Parker. Carter Parker's on my team. Craig Parker and somebody McCain 
combined for the Guardians to wrap things up as the Guardians will get the win in game one of the series. Offensive fireworks provided by Alec Thomas went four for five and drove in a run. Uh, and a couple of other, Miguel and Duhar and Bill White drove in some RBIs as well. For the Tigers, Xavier Noonan drove in an RBI. Somebody, Lunia, drove in an RBI as well. Uh, and the Tigers just couldn't get it going, really. It's, it, that's the long and short of it. And we had five hits. Uh, they look to bounce back tonight as they take on the Guardians one more time. Real quick look at this. does make me feel like it is going to be uh, Rod Swift versus Chris Scalise. So we all know how that one's going. Rod Swift, one of the best pitchers in the American League the last couple of years. Chris Scalise, an absolute train wreck since coming to Detroit and likely his first shot at starting or last shot at starting before he comes to the pen. Uh, it should be an interesting one. Keep your eyes in Detroit uh, tonight. Let's go back to the National League. The Reds took on the Mets. The Reds have been creeping up in the Central um, to the point where they were so buried earlier on. They were sub, played sub-500 ball for a while. They've been really, really good. Um, I don't know if it's since the All-Star break or maybe it started before that, but the Reds have been playing good ball. They are post-All-Star break 14-4, and four, so baseball's second-hottest team behind the Phillies um, since the All-Star break. That bodes well for them, obviously, as they try to make a run at what has been a weak central outside the Cardinals. But the Cardinals have fallen back a little bit. The Brewers, when I say weak, have absolutely skyrocketed since this slow start and are now in a different spot. So let's stay focused on what happened. The Reds took on the Mets. They would get the win. Hunter Green went five innings of shutout ball. He improves to 5-5 five and five with a 3.26 ERA through 97 pitches over five and a third. The Reds' bullpen would do a decent enough job, allowing one run late. But Millen, Cromwell, and Gray would come through. To slam the door shut on the Mets. Mackenzie Gore went five innings, gave up four runs to fall to five and 12. Hard luck for the rookie pitcher in New York. Bullpen looked good afterwards, but the damage had already been done, mostly by a fellow by the name of Brandon Solomani. Uh, Brandon Solomani, however you pronounce that. Uh, a fellow that I am not familiar with. He plays right field for the Reds. He is a rookie, batting 249 with 12 home runs and 31 RBIs. Uh, on the year, good character kid. You know, just another one of these guys that, that the Reds seem to have a lot of. 24 years old, good bat, good speed, good defense, good character. It's allowing them to build a good team. I'm hypothesizing against a back. Get back in your fucking lane. So, anyway, that is game that game one or two of this series. That was game two of this series. The Reds won 9-1 to on Monday. They won 4-1 to last night. And they will get game three as the Mets try to salvage a game from the series. You look at Cole Wilcox for the Reds, who has been spectacular. 8-3 and three is a 265 ERA. will face off against Jesus Torres, 9-5 with a 266 ERA. So good pitching matchup uh, tonight in Cincinnati uh, for Game 3. Let's go back to the American League. Baltimore versus Toronto uh, in a game of teams that have flip-flopped here in the standings. Uh, Baltimore had the lead for a minute in the division. They've not played particularly well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, since the All-Star break, 9-9, nine and nine, the Jays haven't been much better at 10-7, and seven, but that difference there has allowed them to take the lead back in this division. This is game two of the series. In game one, the Jays won 5-0. Well, the Orioles returned the blanking favor, going 8-0 over the Jays. And this one, Michael Walker would only last two innings, eight runs, seven of them earned, nine base runners over his two innings. Receiver Sheets would be spectacular in his second big league start, going six in the third. Five strikeouts, getting his second win. He is now 2-0 through four starts. Um, he's had 24 hits over 26 innings, struck out 21. Only walked five, so he's off to a really, really strong start. Maintaining his strikeout-to-walk splits from the minors. 
uh, and really, really proving some, uh, you know, manager, general manager Drew Hastings faith here in his arm. Game three, the rubber game will feature James Tate for the Jays, six and eight with a 508 ERA on the year versus Sixto Sanchez, six and seven with a 468 ERA. So expect some fireworks tonight in Camden Yards as they try to wrap up that series and uh, get back. Well, I guess they just head on to other people at that point. Chicago versus Washington. Two teams have been equally horrid since the All-Star break. While Washington sports a better record, actually, you might be able to make the argument. Let's go ahead and try to make that argument. That Since the All-Star break, the Cubs have been a better team, and you could easily make that argument. The Cubs have been 9-8 and since the All-Star break, but the Nationals are 3-15 and since the All-Star break. Um, on the road, the Nats are 25-33, and and the Cubs at home are 31-27. and So not surprising, I guess, here that the Cubs win. If you really look into the stats, although you would expect them to uh, fall to the Nationals in any other scenario. the This is game two. The Cubs actually won game one as well. So this game, they win 4-3 uh, between Ryan Copeland as Hector Santiago gets lost for the Nats. Sorry for the short notice there. I had to pause it. I had an incoming phone call. So let's pick it back up on the American League side where the Royals face off against the White Sox. Two teams sitting in the middle of a middling AL Central uh, as the Royals sit in third place at 54 and 61 after a blistering start, frankly, has slowed way down and now sit in third place comfortably behind the Tigers who are tied in first for the Twins. Uh, and the White Sox sit just above the Guardians uh, 17 games back, currently in third place in the race for the first overall pick, as they stated. This game would help them as the Royals would get the win. Chris Bubich would go six and two-thirds innings of shutout baseball, but not figure in to the decision as, despite having a lead when he left, Kevin Aliward, hell yeah, Kevin Aylward, uh, gave him a couple runs to take the blown save and steal the win away, his fourth of the year, as Addison Reed would slam the door for his 22nd save. Jahar, no, that's not Jahari Wallace, it's Jeff Wallace. Six and a third innings. One run, one of them unearned, or an additional one unearned, excuse me. Taiwan Walker would actually take the loss as he would blow a tied game after the White Sox came back to tie it. His fourth of the year, uh, RBIs provided by Kansas City Farm, Julio Soto, Cody Clemens, and Alex Kirilov. Cody Clemens, by the way, back up to 241, 14 home runs, 66 RBIs. He's resurrected what was a slow start to a season uh, and has kind of leveled off into a, a decent year. Not really what you hope for him from Kansas City, but I don't hate what he's given you. Um, that game, anyway, is how that figured out. Uh, that would have been game two, for game one of a three-game series here for the Royals and White Sox. Tonight will feature Jason Neal, 6-7 and seven with a 491 ERA for the Royals, and Casey Kelly, midseason acquisition at 7-7 seven and seven with 517 ERA for the White Sox as they head into game two and three of this series. Rays and Brewers, the first of a couple of interleague games on the docket. Um, I guess over the middle of the week here, you know, we talked about how hot the Brewers have been nine and one over their last 10. They are 15 and one post all-star break. So my apologies, there is a team hotter than the, the Phillies. Uh, and that would push the folks that I talked about, the Reds into third place. The, there's been some fucking crazy performances in a positive and negative light after the all-star break. As the Cardinals, or the Brewers are 15 and one since the All Star break, including nine and one in their last ten, they would take on the Rays. Cody McCuck versus Gary Griffith. Um, let's see how this one went down. Cody McCuck took five and two thirds, two runs, five base runners, seven strikeouts to improve to seven and four with a 2.78 ERA. His ERA has been there. The wins have not, as the Brewers' offense struggled hard early on in the year, was unable to really support some of the youngsters. Gary Griffith. 8-8 eight eight 
don't think it was two and two thirds innings, nine base runners, three earned runs, only threw 51 pitches before getting a pretty early hook. Now, granted, he was not pitching particularly well. Three of those earns were unearned following a, a Nate Dreamer error, his 10th of the year. The bullpen would come in for Tampa and really shut the door from there, but the damage was done. Despite a late surge, getting two runs in the ninth inning off of Anthony Mio before Danny Feltman would have to come through and get his 27th save of the year. Again, despite a 381 ERA, when he blows up, he blows up hard. Uh, regardless, the Brewers would get the win and just continue this ridiculous hot streak that they have been on. The Rays fall to fourth in the division, seven and a half back. They've been sitting here for a minute after, at one point, leading, being in second a lot. Uh, this is the first of two game series. The Rays in this weird little travel game where they had a lot of games. They get a game off, two games against an NL opponent, and then they come another day off, and then they go face some other opponents here. So, game two will be tonight uh, in Milwaukee, and you will see a matchup of Tyson Oswald, 8 date with a 369 ERA, versus Zach Greinke, 6 and 6 with a 452 ERA. I also changed locations, by the way. I'm out in my shed, and somebody is apparently doing some sort of yard work right around me that I can't see, but it is very, very, very fucking loud. Um, so let's all enjoy that, if that is in your your ears. My apologies. Let's go to Boston, where the Red Sox would take on the ice-cold Braves. Again, we talked about some of the really strong performances out of the All-Star break. The Braves have been the opposite. They have been just as bad as Washington. And in fact, the two of them, combined with the A's and who else? The Pirates, the Braves, the Pirates, and the A's have all been the worst teams since the All-Star break. Sorry, the yeah, Braves, Pirates, what Nationals, and the A's have all been the worst. Regardless, we would see a game uh, with former uh, AL East Lucas Sims getting his second start in Atlanta. He's been really bad, honestly, in two starts here. Only went three innings, 51 pitches, four hits, two runs before being pulled. Uh, and Norberto Vargas would come in. He would pitch four innings for some reason. A guy who is typically a middle reliever pitched four innings, uh, throwing 56 pitches. I don't really understand that. He pitched fairly well for that, being stretched out the longest appearance of his career, at least his Atlanta career, giving up four hits, two runs, taking the loss as Sims actually would exit the game tied with Chris Sale. Chris Sale pitched five and a third, gave up two runs, seven strikeouts. Potter and Gary would come through. Gary had an interesting ninth inning. He gave up two hits and two walks. Somehow did not give up a run. How did this go down? Hang on. Sorry, this is the first game we're going to dive in to it. Doesn't tell me. It just says ball. The bases were loaded with two outs and Taylor Sparks came up, and it does not tell me how the game ended. Let's go into this. Game log. Taylor Sparks strikes out swinging. What happened here? Oh, Bo Bichette got caught stealing. Fucking sweet. Anyway, uh, Braves would lose by one run extending this just terrific losing streak. The Red Sox continue their resurgence. They are now eight games above 500. They are really pushing to get back into the playoff punt. They acquired aggressively at the deadline, and they sit four and a half back, have been 14 and four since the All-Star break. you got to love what's going on in Boston. Back to the National League, Cardinals and Rockies, an NL Central battle as the Card- uh, NL Central versus NL West, I guess, uh, as the Cardinals would throw out who started this game for them. Cardinals would throw out Lucas Gilbert. Don't know who that is. Uh, Logan Gilbert. That's probably why I didn't know his name. He'd go six and a third, give up two runs. Uh, pitch fairly well, get his ninth win of the year. He's nine and three. Ronald Dunham 
has been awful for Colorado this year after being a pretty stable piece of this this team. Falls to four and ten, gives up five runs in three innings. Is is it just kind of got off the rails pretty early for Colorado and never got back on. Esteban Hernandez and Logan Tanner doing most of the damage on offense for the Cardinals as the Cardinals improved to 65 and 49. The Rockies fall to 59 and 56, inching back towards inching back towards that 500 line. Uh, this would have been game what? Game one of this series. Yeah, game two is tonight. We'll feature Jesus Lazardo, three and one with a 2.48 ERA for the Cardinals versus Bruce Dar Gratterall, five and five with a 3.77 ERA. They had, Lu- they had Jesus Lazardo and Lucio Cruzado on the same team for two seconds. That's pretty cool. I didn't really think about that. Um, anyway, that's the game tonight. Let's get out of this one. Texas versus Texas. Rangers versus Houston in a battle of two teams in very different positions in the American League West as the Astros are 69-45 and 45 and somehow still 12 games back of the Angels. The Rangers are 51-64. and 64. This game played out like it should as the Astros beat the absolute shit out of the Rangers. Reginald McMillan with five and two-thirds of shutout ball. Ben Rowan and Tim James would follow up with a couple of tourist appearances of their own. Jordan Coate would give up six runs over two and two-thirds innings. Uh, Michael Austin would add three more in the ending a third later on, and this game was just out of control right off the rip. Home runs from Richard Fowler, Edgardo Arenado, Julian Silva, and Darje Kawawe added in with multiple hits. Some other people would really be... Uh, the story here for Houston as they would get the victory in the game. I don't know if this is the first, second, or third. Hang on, let's find out. This was the first game of this series. Tonight will feature Todd Collins versus Ryan Weathers uh, as we get into the deeper part of this series. The Diamondbacks. Whoo! The Diamondbacks, good. Taking on the Pirates, who are the Diamondbacks, or the Pirates, bad, excuse me. Uh, Arizona currently sitting at 71 and 43, best record in the National League. In fact, second best record in baseball behind only the infallible Los Angeles Angels. Still somehow only a game up on the Dodgers. In fact, that lead has shrunk because the Diamondbacks have been four and six in their last 10. The Dodgers eight and two. So able to make up a little bit of ground. Post All-Star game has been a big difference. 10 and seven for Arizona, 13 and six for the Dodgers. Um, and really, they're 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 just kind of heading in the same direction really really quickly, but you know it, again it's been a rough patch for the Dodgers or Diamondbacks. So let's talk about how they righted that ship last night. Lance McCullough went seven and a third, Good, scattered eight hits. Um, his second start after he blanked the Braves. Also, uh, maybe not his second start, but he did have a real good pitching performance against the Braves. Am I thinking of the same guy? No, that was Sonny Gray. Lance McCullers was a recon acquisition. I was thinking of Sonny Gray. Lance McCullers, regardless, only is just a couple of starts made for the Diamondbacks. Pitched really well. Pablo Corosi and Matt Manning were able to shut the door as Brent Frazier uh, would give up the single run over five and a third innings. A tough luck loser for Pittsburgh. He falls to four and ten as the Pirates win the game. First game of their series. Tonight will feature Zach Lingenfelter, two and one with a 354 year eight for the Pirates versus Sonny Gray, the aforementioned who pitched very well against the Braves in his first game after being signed here. Let's see. I don't know what he did beyond that. Where is this game? Am I taking crazy pills here? No, he definitely pitched against the Braves and beat the crap. Yeah, he went five and a third and shut out innings against the Braves. Lost. Well, the team lost. Uh, and he pitched the Rockies. He went four, three runs and four and two thirds. It's not terrible. He will get his third start since signing for the Diamondbacks tonight. Hooray for everybody. Everybody loves watching Sonny Gray pitch. Let's talk about the Angels and the A's. Not a ton to talk about here, except another come-from-behind victory for the Angels, who have been doing this consistently. They did it 
five or six times earlier in this month. They just keep beating people late. He just can't keep his offense down for very long. Colby Allard would pitch for Oakland A's. He's not been great. Uh, I think this is his first start, second start there. He went four and two-thirds, three runs through 90 pitches. Didn't look good in his return to the American League West. Kevin Gaussman went six and a third, give up four. He wouldn't get the win, though. Nelson Wood going one and two-thirds, shutout out inning. As I mentioned, they scored late, as they always do. Nick McCoy would hit a two-run single off Noah Syndergaard, a former Angel, who was traded and then uh, signed to a long-term deal here. And then they would add a little bit more later. Anyway, the Angels get the win. They're 81 and 33. That is a stupid fucking record. The Angel A's are 45 and 69. Oh, man. Padres Giants. We will not talk about this one much as it is the bottom two teams in the West. Padres would get the W 6-2. to two. The Giants would have the two only two runs they scored in the ninth as uh, Zapata would actually go eight plus innings, give up a run in the ninth before he can pull. McClanahan would give up another one, but they were up enough to get the, the win. Dave Groves would lose, giving up six runs over three innings on 11 base runners. He's lucky to give up only six. He'd fall to one and three, and the Giants would get the loss. Last two games we will talk about will be the Yankees and the Mariners, uh, and then the Twins and the Dodgers here down the line. The Yankees are 32-83 and 83 after pulling off a victory against the Mariners. They tried to blow it. Actually, they were losing. Uh, they were up by one run, excuse me, the whole game until the bottom of the ninth, top of the ninth, excuse me, where they would put up two runs to give themselves a 6-3 to three lead. They would then surrender two runs in the bottom of the ninth to almost blow this one, a story as old as time in New York. They would get the... First three batters on base. Uh, no, sorry, Matt Jenkins popped out. But then after that, Juan Hidalgo, Elliot Jenkins, Jason Castro would walk pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, Jaron Kendall would then single to score a run. But they could not bring Elliot Jenkins home from third, which is surprising. Because Jenkins has decent speed. Mark Baker would come to bat and strike out. And then Manny Machado uh, would come to bat. Elliot Jenkins would score on a wild pitch. And they would walk Manny Machado. And then I can't see what happened from there because the fucking thing cut out. But they wouldn't get him a Bases loaded, two outs. Bottom of the ninth, down one run, and they wouldn't get it. And again, MLB Pro Live Sim is not telling me what happened in this particular instance. So the last game here, Dodgers and Twins. It would be Lucas Giolito pitching five innings, giving up two runs for the Twins. He would not take the loss. It would be later on Dan Tillman would take the loss in the ninth, I assume here. Uh, Nate Eovaldi would go four innings of shutout ball, throwing 51 pitches. He would be injured while throwing. Lead by Shao Fung, who would be okay. Hang on. And this game would end. Thanks, y'all. Talk to you tomorrow.